send us your ideas. We are open to any idea. Ladies and gentlemen. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Andrew Siciliano. He is a brilliant brilliant creator. He's in charge of every detail. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests Raven Safety, Kyle Hamilton. MLB Network host Brian Kenny. Plus latest news and more. And now, sitting in for Rich. And this man is a brilliant creator. It's Andrew Siciliano. Oh, that was a clever edit, wasn't it? That man is brilliant. That, that was not uh, about me. But hey, it is me, and you get me for the next couple of days. And actually, in the next week as well, because Rich is on one of those paid holidays to London. <laughs> Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. My name is Andrew. I am a little bit rusty. I am happy to be here. Um, my brain is not really working well during the week. I'm not working a lot during the week, so I'm thrilled to be here actually speaking into a microphone and thrilled and elated and flattered that I'm sitting in here for Rich, who, as you know, is getting ready for the big NFL Network. You could also watch it on NFL Plus. Watch it on NFL Plus as well. Game coming up on Sunday in London, Tottenham Stadium. Rich will join us later. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that is, for the Buffalo Bills as the home team against the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Jaguars continue their two-week London residency. They are the road team this week. Thrilled to be here. Truly, I do mean that. I've said this to Rich countless times, both on and off the air, that um, I'm flattered that he asks me to sit here when he is gone. I used to do this a lot, like way back in the day. I My life was the three-hour radio talk show thing here daily. So happy to be back in a, in a format that I, I kind of sort of miss. Um, as always, you can watch the show. You are watching the show on the Roku channel. We appreciate that. You can listen on Sirius XM. We're on 218 and 202 on Sirius NXM and uh, on the Odyssey app and on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the YouTube. And the phone number is 844-204-RICH. As mentioned, Kyle Hamilton, the Ravens safety, the 3-1 and one Baltimore Ravens go to Pittsburgh this week at another division road game. He will join us in about 15 minutes as well. And we are down to the divisional series is now in the MLB. Brian Kenny from MLB Network, 213 on your direct TV. As I still watch it, he will join us in two hours as well. However... Chris Brockman, we have a Thursday night football hey, game. Andrew. It is hard to believe. Good to see you, sir, that it is already week number five. I feel the NFL season often does this to us, and I think it's the same for fans as it is for us who work on this side of the business. It's I can't believe we get to week X, and then we get to a point where, wow, it's only week 13, week 14. We have how much of this left until the postseason? I think we're at our, at our first benchmark here, which is I can't believe we're week five. Yeah, it's a long season. And I think um, to just piggyback on the point you just said, it's that we do that cycle every year. It's, wow, it's week five already. It's October. It's getting dark. It's 645. Yeah. And, Halloween's almost here. I see then, pumpkins and out. Like, and, ah, it's only Thanksgiving. We yep. still got December. Got These teams can figure to it out. There's a long way to go to January. So, yeah, we've reached that point. Uh, is tonight's game exciting? I don't know. There is a football game, and there are a lot of compelling storylines within it. Whether or not you think the game is going to be good, competitive, etc., 
Uh, I'm going to still tune in because there's kind of a lot on the line for both of these teams, even though it's only week five. So this week's game, tonight's game, and yes to everything you just said, is outside our nation's capital, FedEx Field in, I'll say it, I'm allowed to say it, the worst stadium in the NFL. I'll say they know it too, and that's why they're looking for, that's my hometown, by the way, Washington, D.C., or Northern Virginia, the DMV, as it's now called by many. Uh, They're looking for a new home. But it is, I I think, a fantastic, it's a fascinating way to open week five because now that we have 17 games over 18 weeks, we really can't say this is the quarter pole of the season. We're not a quarter of the way through the season for these two teams until we're at the end of the first quarter tonight. Then we're officially a quarter of the way through the season. The Bears are a mess in our new NFL power rankings, which, by the way, is a podcast now that I host. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Yours truly and Eric at home. The Bears are number 32. They're the worst team in the NFL. Um, even though there are winless teams, well, like the Bears, uh, the Bears are the worst team of the NFL. The Commanders are 2-2. Two and two. They're number 22 in our latest power rankings. If Ron Rivera had gone for two and beaten the Eagles last week, I think it's a bad decision. He got out of there with a loss in Philadelphia, didn't beat them in consecutive years, had beaten them last year when the Eagles were undefeated at 8-0. I think the commanders would be far higher. Far higher. They are good enough to be coming into this game and should honestly, in my opinion, be coming into this game at 3-1. 3-1 having beaten the defending NFC champions on the road for the second straight year. They're not. They're 2-2. Two two. But they're a short week. They're at home. You always take the the home team on a short week. They always have the edge. And I think they're a good team. You don't want to play that defense and Sam Howell. Uh, he's going to turn it over once or twice, maybe. But man, he is fun to watch. He let him down the field on that game. Tying drive last week in Philly. Touchdown, no time left. As I said, they should have gone for two. Ron Rivera's excuse, you and I were talking, Chris, off the air. It doesn't really stand up. Excuse, explanation, maybe the better way to say it. And that was we were tired. Thought we were gassed. They probably were, but isn't that why you go for two? To end the game? To right. end it to so you don't have to over. play. You want five more the, minutes of your yeah, tired guys playing? Seven time? Uh, another period? I'm hey, confused. TJ's here as well. Forgot to say hi to TJ. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How are you, TJ's sir? Great. So can I set up the, the studio here? Like, Chris is over here, clearly in my yeah, eyesight. In, in the, uh, yeah. I looked over there. TJ, I forgot, you're now to the right of this monitor. <laughs> yeah. There's a massive monitor in my vision here. <laughs> and so I looked over there and like, oh, TJ's behind the monitor. I'll get the TJ. No, you're over there to the right of the monitor. As I said, I, I'm not here very often. I'm going to sit on my feet. I feel more, more comfortable sitting on my feet. Not because I'm short, but just in general. Um, I'm the kid that still sits on his feet and has a bad back because of it. Do you know that? <laughs> I'm nearly 50 and I still sit on my feet. Um, where was I? I, I got to get used to. I'm doing six of these shows in the next two weeks. And Jason Feller's here, too. And Jason. Hey, Hi, Jason. I'm sorry. That? Normally, he's That's only here right. on Friday, so yeah. it's understandable. Can I, can I explain something? So without, like, Del Tufo, like, I didn't know, Jason, if I'm supposed to introduce you. <laughs> I kind of right? got that feeling. Like, there's the Del Tufo thing. Obviously, he's a know, cartoon character. He's a cartoon character, <laughs> I guess. right? Yeah, I f- like like he's sitting in front of whatever the deli was in Sopranos over there. Like I always intro Del Tufo, so I'm getting my point being I'm getting used to my surroundings again. <laughs> I promise it'll be smoother tomorrow. Good. Where were we? And by the way, just real quick, I said this to you on Instagram. I tell you in person. 
my Sundays have not been the same without you, man. Yeah, I miss it, you, bro. You were very nice to say that. I thank you. Yeah, as yeah. I tweeted week one um, to everyone who misses the DirecTV version of the Red Zone channel and NFL Sunday ticket, I miss you too. And I'll leave it at that. I, I do miss you too. And I miss doing that on Sundays. There is a deeper dive here to do about how, honestly, I feel like it makes it more difficult to do my job during the week because I don't have that seat on Sundays. But I am loving our new Sunday morning show on the NFL channel, um, the NFL streaming fast channel. The, you know, It's on Roku. It, it, it's yeah, right it there is. on Roku. Yeah, buddy. Um, the NFL Fast Channel on Roku. It's also on the front of YouTube, on the NFL's YouTube page, 12 million subscribers, and on all your other major streaming platforms in which you find free television. I love it with Steve Weich and Leslie Frazier joined us last week and, and Cynthia Freeland, who comes over from Game Day Morning and Rich's show on NFL Network to sit in with us as well. She's there for the entire show this week. Um, fantasy from Michael Florio and Fantasy from Marcus Grant. We have a lot of fun doing that show. And more to come. I'll have some other stuff to tell you about soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, But thank you, TJ. I miss you guys as well. I think tonight's game, and I've gone a roundabout way to getting to it on the Bears side, is amazing theater. And Chris alluded to it. Not because we like to watch people fail on television, but we do like to watch people fail on television. (laughs) I am rooting for the Bears to not fail because I really do like Matt Eberflus on a personal level and a lot of people in that building in Lake Forest on a personal level. But it's really hard to put into words how bad it is there right now and how things snowball. Not how bad it is like like everyone hates each other. That's not what I mean. But it's gotten to a point in Chicago. And if you go 35,000-foot view in Chicago, Cubs flamed out last week of the playoffs. It was bad. Or last week of the regular season, you had your Brant Brown moment in right field. I mean, it was just awful, right? They missed the playoffs. White Sox are a mess. They've spent all the money. They've torn it down. They got rid of La Russa. Um, and you know what's happened there. They're probably going to have to tear it down, get rid of some of their big names. Um, White Sox fans are apoplectic as well. So you have those two. And then you have the Bears. It is, no matter how much the Cubs and White Sox and Bulls do well or do poorly, and same goes for the Blackhawks, it is and will always be a Bears town. Period. Full stop. Bears town. And that's not because I'm an NFL sycophant. It's because it's the truth. All right? I used to live and work there. I used to work in that building. I used to be the Bears sideline reporter many years ago. Different administration. Dave Wanstead administration back in the 90s. Okay, but it is always a Bears town. An 85 Bear will never pay for a meal in Chicago, ever. They are royalty. They are untouchable. Every Bears team is trying to match that, period. Bears, Bears, Bears. Everybody thinks that if Matt Eberflus, I've heard Peter King say it, Michael, uh, Mike Florio wrote about it on Pro Football Talk today. Well, if it goes badly tonight for the Bears, and it is national TV, as opposed to local TV. You always say, hey, we're on national TV. Everything's national TV these days. You can watch anything on your phone, okay? <laughs> if if the Bears lose their 15th straight game, it's 14 right now, 14 straight. If they lose their 15th straight game, people think, well, Matt, Matt Eberflus is out tonight. He's not. I'll tell you right now, he's not getting fired tonight. He isn't. If they make it 15 in a row, he is not out tonight. 
because I ask you kindly in your free time to go to chicagobears.com and pull up the coaching staff. You tell me who the replacement is on that staff with two-thirds of the season, three-quarters of the season still remaining. Can anyone name me the replacement? It isn't going to be Luke Getze. I like Luke a lot, but clearly the offense isn't working, so you're not going to give it to the offensive coach. Allen Williams, the defensive coach, he's gone. That story is yet to be unpacked publicly, but he is not there. So who is it going to be? I'll tell you right now, there is no interim replacement on this coaching staff. There simply isn't one. And a little historical perspective. The Chicago Bears, in their proud history, this is year 104 of the NFL, have never fired a coach in season with the McCaskies running it. It's never happened. It will not happen. Luke Steckle's kid isn't taking over. Okay? It's not happening. I would love to see David Walker. First of all, I don't want to see who's fired. But like David Walker, Syracuse legend, right? He's the running backs coach, Chris. Would he be the guy? There isn't a choice there. And if you get rid of Eberflus, now you're down your head coach and your DC. Who's calling your defense? It's not going to happen. I also don't think the Bears are going to win tonight. Their secondary is a disaster with injuries. They're not going to win tonight on a short week on the road. It's just not going to happen. They are going to lose their 15th consecutive game. And then we are going to get tomorrow morning to this question. Can they beat the Vikings or the Raiders in the next two weeks to avoid losing 17 in a row over two seasons? Look at the schedule. Can they? Their last victory came on October 24 of 2022, a week before Halloween a year ago. I'm going to tell you right now, I think they lose 17 straight games. And I think they lose a full season worth of games over two years. I think they do it over a calendar year. Yeah, you just look at that schedule and you wonder where a win is coming from. Uh, You know, if Carolina hadn't already given Chicago their pick for next year, that was it week 10 against Carolina would be the Caleb Williams Bowl, but the Bears already have it. So it doesn't really matter if they win or lose that game. Uh, yeah, it's kind of bleak. It's it's tough. You know, Adam's a Bears fan. I know a lot of Bears fans. So do you. Uh, everybody here does. It's rough. I, I can't imagine watching a game on Sunday knowing you, you're, you're not going to win. You have no chance. Except last week they did. And that's the problem. You're not you're not getting blown out and given up 50, but you are giving up 25. Here's another fun one. During the losing streak, they have allowed 25 points in every single game, and you have a defensive head coach. Oh, that's crazy. 14 games in a row. Inexcusable. 25 points in every one of those games. Here's another one. They have lost their last 10 games in which they have held a lead. So they blew the huge lead. What was it, 21 to nine? Whatever it was. It was uh, 28 to 7. 28 to 7. I had a 21-point lead to Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the Broncos, who had given up 70 the week before. They were up 21, and they lost that lead. It marked the 10th time during this losing streak that they have held a lead and blown it. 
I mean, not only are they losing, they are ripping the hearts out of their fans while losing. But he is not getting fired. Famous last words, maybe he's fired tomorrow. Anyway, um, I digress. Coming up, we're going to go to Baltimore. Kyle Hamilton, safety of the Baltimore Ravens, as they get ready to head to Pittsburgh, is set to join us. He had three picks two weeks ago. I'm sorry, three sacks in a game two weeks ago and played great last week as well as they went into Cleveland and beat the Browns. Will Roquan Smith threaten the families of any Steelers this week? We will ask Kyle Hamilton coming up. Do I have to do anything going to break here? Like, again, this is my first show. You guys are going to walk me through my first show here. We're good. Nothing going to break? Just let them know. We'll okay, I'm back. getting a count. We're going to break. Kyle Hamilton's next. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed i will so, say this yes I am a man that knows when he's defeated. Yes. I was beaten this year. Yes. Um, so my business manager was supposed to have the hat for us. He did not. Oh, we're throwing Jamal under the bus. Oh, Who are we throwing bus. under the bus he right here? He did not bring Who is that thrown hat. under the bus by yeah, the bus just right him. now? He's, uh, see, he didn't even show his face. He's. Uh, uh, but I was willing to wear this hat. He had it made up. Well, he everything. told me that the hat yeah. that he made up had the final score. No, he had okay. the hat on there. Whatever. It, it was a hat. I don't know what that the was. The hat is supposed but, to read the following. The, I am the, going to the, listen the, to this. Okay. Hear this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the lead. 
Doctors and best. <laughs> wow. That is for you. Wow. Only. Wow. You know it. I honestly How, did it not. It for me to do that. I honestly can't have thought of anything else that you would do that would make me think that you would not have to follow through on your end of the wager, which is where an I should have gone to Michigan hat on the vaunted field of Notre Dame with touchdown Jesus behind you. But do I let him out of that end of the bet now? He's that good, was man. pretty epic, actually. And he nailed all the words. Well, he grew up in the, the state of Michigan. He should know them. He should know them. I mean, that I was like not, 40 years ago. I did not know ago. them. I had to look them up to make sure I was saying it correctly for you. Also, you, also I'm getting visions that, of, like, it was, Jerome practicing before yeah, he came out here. That did sound rehearsed. Yeah, it sounded yeah, rehearsed. That was man. great. That took a lot out of me. Great you job, that. Jerome. You know that. That you was awesome. That. that was all awesome. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Sit up straight, Andrew. No. Um, hey, welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Not starring Rich Eisen today. He will be back uh, next week after the whole London thing. Or no, two weeks, something like that. Regardless, Andrew Siciliano sitting in for Rich. Rich is going to join us coming up in a couple of hours. He is in London getting ready for the Bills and the Jaguars. I am sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk. This is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Getting ready for Thursday night football tonight. It is in Washington. Got the Commanders and the Bills. Also getting ready for a heck of a game on Sunday in Pittsburgh, where, yes, the Baltimore Ravens have to go on the road in the AFC North yet again. They have already gone to Cincinnati and won. They went to Cleveland last week and won. And now Kyle Hamilton, Ravens safety, putting together a fantastic year in his second season. And his crew have to go to Pittsburgh to beat the Steelers at 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS. And he joins us on the phone now from Owings Mills, from the castle, Kyle Hamilton. How the heck are you? I'm well, Andrew. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for doing this, man. I, I know Thursdays uh, you guys got work to do, but uh, you guys got work to do getting ready for the Steelers. I, I, I just read that schedule. I don't know if the average fan knows it. This is your third AFC North road game already. Kyle, it is it is week five. I mean, that's absurd. Yeah, I mean, talk about starting fast. We're definitely getting a, a head start to the season in these first few weeks, but... I mean, that's what camp's for. We prepare for it all year, and uh, we've done a good job so far. We're 2-0 and right now in the division, looking to make it 3-0 on the road. What does it do to your locker room? What does it say to your to everybody, to the league, if you can go 3-0 and in the division on the road here before we even get to Halloween? Yeah, I think it obviously puts us in a really good position um, going into the playoffs and later in the year, but uh, it's tough to look at that far ahead right now. We're just worried about this week. Worry about Pittsburgh and uh, going up there, having a good game plan, executing it, and getting a win. Is this now the best rivalry? I think it has been for a while, but if you look at Bears and Packers, that's not the same. It's one side that the Packers own the Bears. I mean, that's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Is this, simply put, the best and most physical rivalry we have? I'm probably biased, but I would say yes. Of course you're biased. Um, That's why I asked. That's good. Yeah, it's um, it's something I've grown up watching. Uh, you know, every Ray Lewis, uh, Joe Flacco, people like that. And on the Pittsburgh side, they had great too. Troy Polamalu, Ryan Clark, Big Ben. So there's some historic names, historic games between us. And uh, just trying to etch my, my place and team etch our place in that history um, this week. 
Talking to Kyle Hamilton, Ravens safety. They're going to Pittsburgh. How is this game different? Like, describe it, Kyle. I mean, we know it's a physical game, and I always tell fans who have never stood on the sideline, like, you, you can't understand how physical your average NFL run play is. Like, let's say somebody runs for five yards, you come up in the hole and make the tackle, and your average fan sitting on his couch doesn't even look up from his phone. He's looking at Twitter, right? And they can't, they can't understand how that feels like a car crash. But yet, Steelers games feel different. How much different do they feel? Yeah, to that point, um, I always joke with my girlfriend about how I don't know if she would survive a, a Ravens Steelers game getting 25 carries. But um, now the physicality is definitely real. It's uh, you can feel it in practice. Um, we we preach and we pride ourselves on treating everything the same way, nameless, faceless opponents. But everybody knows when it's Pittsburgh week and things just ramp up a little bit around the building. Um, there's a focused energy that everybody can feel, and it's a good thing. I think we all are locked in this week and excited to go out there on Sunday. Has Roquan Smith um, said this week that he wants to, quote, I want to get this right, beat their tail in front of his wife and kids like he did last week? <laughs> I actually did not know that quote existed, but um, kind of funny. But yeah, wait, wait, I mean, wait, hold on, the, back up, Kyle. You, you did not hear last week what Roquan said after he said it. Come on, I, I did not, uh, honestly. Okay, so he said, what? so this was a big deal in Cleveland. Clearly, you went into Cleveland and and beat their tails. But Roquan was on the podium last week. You know, right outside there as you guys always do the podium for the local media. And he said, we're going to go into the dog pound. I guess they call it the dog pound. He had a smile on his face. He said, like, I, I, I consider myself a dog. I think we're all dogs here on this defense. You're going into another man's house. And, you know, when you go into another man's house, another man's stadium, uh, and here's the quote. He said, you want to beat their tail in front of his wife and kids. And that became like a bulletin board thing in Cleveland. But clearly it did not matter because you went in there and did exactly what he described. Yeah, um, that sounds about right for Roquan. Um, <laughs> but uh, now I'm hearing that, yeah, I mean, it, it gives ourselves motivation when we hear stuff like that. Um, and like you said, at the same time, it gives the other team motivation. But at the end of the day, it's about who comes out on Sunday and plays the best, executes the best, and most physical. So, Two um, more things. Last, Go ahead, I'll catch you off. Uh, I was saying just last week we went out and we proved that. We got to do the same thing this week. So two weeks ago, you had three sacks in a game, which is pretty amazing here for anyone, especially for a safety as well. You have yet to have a pick six in the NFL. You had one at Notre Dame, I think against New Mexico, if I could read the stat sheet right. Which would feel better, wrote uh, uh, Kyle here in the NFL, three sacks in a game or a pick six? Uh, pick six, for sure. For sure, pick six. I think uh, I did have one in college. That was actually my first play at Notre Dame. Um and I have felt that feeling since, and definitely we're getting that end zone one more time. You know, I've always said that I've wanted to play a little receiver, emergency wide receiver, if they ever needed me. But I, that opportunity doesn't look like it's going to happen, so I'll just have to get an end zone. Wait. Defense, but definitely. Kyle, hold on. Last week was the week it could have happened. I mean, no Bateman, no Odell. <laughs> They had to bring guys up from the practice squad. They signed Laquan Treadwell off his couch. Did you push to do it last week? No, my plate my plate's already pretty full on the defensive side. Okay. So I don't know. Mentally, if they told me to go out there and run a fade, then yeah, I could do that. But I don't know about uh, 
all the other stuff. End zone fade, man. I mean, you got the size. Most inefficient play in football, according to the analytics geeks. Go, go push Todd Monkin. You want to ro- you you want to be that fade guy for the corner, not Mark Andrews. Triple covered in the end zone for Lamar's greatest pass of the season. You want it to be you. Uh, finally, you right. mentioned Notre Dame, Kyle. Uh, I was doing my research last night, and obviously the Sam Hartman looks old jokes are endless. But as we put Sam Hartman on the screen here with his luxurious beard looking like a uh, just for men ad right here, do you realize that the Notre Dame quarterback is two years older than you and you are in your second NFL season? Yeah, so I actually got the opportunity to meet and hang out with Sam this spring because I was back in school finish up, finishing up my degree. So we got somewhat close during that time, and he always jokes about how um, – if he gets drafted to the Ravens or something like that, he's going to be my rookie, quote unquote, and he's going to be like two years older than me. It's going to be a little weird, but uh, but no, he's been doing a great job leading them, and I think all around he's done a great job coming in, uh, assimilating within the team. I really love him uh, from what I've heard and what I've seen, and uh, he's done a great job. He's put himself in a good position uh, going into the draft and stuff like that, but. The end of the day, he's made Notre Dame better since he's gotten there. So we're definitely grateful for him. I love how he's leaning into it, too. If he wanted to look younger, he'd get rid of the beard and cut his hair. But he, he doesn't care, evidently. I think it's kind of uh, a branded Sam Hartman kind of thing now, the, the beard and the hair. Yeah, man, it's, it's working. And that drive last week to beat Duke at the end was pretty fantastic. And if you haven't seen it yet, check out Notre Dame Twitter because they put together like a five-minute clip uh, you got helmet communication. You got the play-by-play calls. It's it's awesome stuff. And they get Louisville this week in a pretty big game, as well as you guys get the Steelers this week in a huge game here as well. Kyle Hamilton, we always appreciate your time, man. Good luck this week. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. You got it, Kyle Hamilton. Safety and a damn good one there of your Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they use him all over the field. They they use him up in the box. Clearly, he can he can play deep. He he is not. He is not a one-trick pony in any way, shape, or form. Um, one of those picks, and you always love how Eric DaCosta does his draft. Hey, best best guy here, we're taking him. Maybe we don't need him, but we're taking him. And it's another one of those picks where you go, yeah, you knew exactly what you were doing there. This guy is special. Truly, truly special. Sam Hartman's beard, though, also quite special. He does look like the Just for Men commercial. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I was saying he looks like Bob Seger from the 70s. Right? Like the guy has a serious too. flow, man. Serious how, flow. How old is he? He's 24. Kyle's only 22 in yeah, his second year. Kyle's, still, so, no, Kyle's that, young. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay. Sam Hartman is 38 years old. He turned 24 the end of July. Now, he's a transfer. Look, every quarterback is a transfer these days. Seems like it. Every, every <laughs> single player is a transfer, period. Um, I did a college game a couple of weeks ago, did uh, LSU, not LSU, I'm sorry, Grambling, before they played LSU, did Grambling in Hampton. And, and like, Grambling had 20 transfers, right? Everybody's got 20 transfers on their roster. So Sam Hartman obviously was at Wake, and now he's in Notre Dame. Um, he is 24 years old. When he gets drafted next year, and he will, he will play in the league, he will be 25 years old. It used to be when you saw those older guys get drafted like Brandon Whedon, for example, it's because they went to play baseball for five years. Right? Chris Winky. Same kind of thing. Maybe you're a little bit older because you played at BYU. You went on a mission for some time. All right. And that 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 tax a couple of years on your college experience. 
Now it's because you're transferring two and three times and you're going to hit the league at 25. Now, that that's also an issue for some NFL teams because if I'm getting you on my rookie contract five years for the first round or four years for the second round, well, then when your second contract comes around, am I paying you again at 28 or 29? At that point, am I giving you big money? It's different for the quarterback position, certainly. But that, that's an issue that NFL teams think about. It they, Teams thought about with Baker Mayfield when he came out as a transfer and as a quote-unquote older quarterback. But Sam Hartman's going to be 25 years old. And if you haven't seen that clip of his final drive, Notre Dame-Duke oh, last week, it's sick. check it out. It, it'll, it'll send a chill down your spine, truly. Notre Dame-Louisville this week. Um, I love how Notre Dame kind of, you know, did what Ohio State did to them one week later, but did it on the road at Duke. All right, again, I'm new here. Are we in a break segment or like? No, we saw. No, we, we got saw time. Like five more minutes. Yeah, you mentioned the older quarterback, Kenny Pickett's in that similar boat. He's 25 now, was 24 last year for his right. rookie season. An older player, an older rookie playing quarterback in the NFL, and, and a transfer as well as basically any quarterback coming out these days. Look at. Uh, who was it last year? Uh, no, two years ago, Justin Fields. Last year, no, not necessarily. Uh, but look at Tua coming out. Tua's brother, Talia, at Maryland. Think about it. So he's putting up a huge, huge, huge year. They could, year. Be, they could beat Ohio State this they week. They get Ohio State this week in Columbus. I think Ohio State wins that game. Okay? But he's putting up huge numbers. Imagine if Alabama had him right now. Now, there's no way he would have stayed behind Bryce Young all that time. He likely wouldn't have been patient. Understandably, he wanted to play, and he's shown that he's pretty darn good. He needed to play. Um, and if he had waited all this time at Alabama, would he have been playing this well in now his senior season? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. But imagine if Alabama had him right now. You'd think of Alabama a little bit differently, wouldn't you? You think of it a lot differently. And that's one of the reasons all the quarterbacks do transfer, because if you lose the job or if there's somebody in front of you, hey, I'm out, right? Period. I mean, Hudson Card now at Purdue. Quinn Ewers is the guy. All right, I'm out. So, I mean, that's how it works everywhere. You don't want to play me? Fine, I'm out. And with that IL money and with the ease of the transfer portal, it's quarterback free agency and everyone else has free agency as well. You're not going to play me? I'm out. Now, There are way too many players listening to way too many coaches and way too many players listening to way too many agents and dads and NIL people thinking they are better than they are. But that's fine. Go get it. Listen, what percentage of players actually make it to the NFL? It's infinitesimally small. Infinitesimally small. Actually, real careers in the NFL. If you think you have a shot to chase that dream and you think... Excuse me. Did I just do that on the air? I did. That you have a better shot somewhere else, go for it. I'm all for it. I don't care. I totally agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Does it mess up college football? Yeah, it does. But you know what? It's America. Like, the guardrails were there, and they didn't make sense anymore. Does it make sense to probably add some guardrails now? Like, is the Wild Wild West the best? No. There'll be a pullback somewhere, somehow. I don't know how. I mean, th- there will be. Some of these NIL collectives will fail and, and not pay the money they promised these kids, and there will be lawsuits, right? Undoubtedly. 
I, it, it's not a perfect system. But look at Utah. You saw the thing last night, Utah. Each player is going to get uh, an F-150. Each player. Not not some players. Every player. That's what, 90 guys? Right? Whatever. On a college Whatever roster, there's yeah. 90 plus But if you think so? about it, it's not that much money. Somebody did the math. Let's say the lease is hypothetically 500 bucks a month on the car. I don't know what the lease is. I have no idea. But let's say it's a $500 a month car lease. Times 90, 45 grand a month. 450. Okay. okay. I'm sorry, 450 a month. Thank you. Collectively. And then you do that times a couple of months. It's not that much. It's really not that much in the grand scheme of things. Yes, it's big money. But the school's making big money. Now, that big money has to trickle down to everybody else. And that's what people always forget. Is that the football and the basketball, mostly the football, at all of these D1 schools, FBS, all right, pays for everything else in the athletic department that has never sold a ticket, ever. But does serve a purpose both academically and culturally and everything for the university and for the program and for the student athlete. And they should be there. I am not for cut all the non-rev sports. I am not that guy at all. No one buys a ticket. Why do you have it? Then you have no idea what collegiate athletics are about. If you say, if you don't sell a ticket, it serves no purpose. You, you're, you're, you're lost. You've never been an athlete. You've never been on a college campus. You've never seen the value that non-rev sports bring to a community but more importantly bring to the student athlete you don't get it there is life and value in non-rev sports all right anyway so it's kyle hamilton uh steelers ravens it truly is the best um as a lifetime browns fan there's still part of me that that <clears throat> still is angry and bitter about it but hey it is what it is to their credit how, how about the fact that mike tomlin and john harbaugh have now faced each other um, more than every other coaching head-to-head with one exception in the history of the NFL. Really? Yeah. All right. Name the other two coaches, and I don't know the exact numbers, but name the other two head coaches in the 104-year history of the NFL that have faced each other more than Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh. Do we have Jeopardy music? Yeah. Oh, you got some music here? Uh, hmm. I want to say, is Tom Landry involved? Tom Landry is not involved. Good guess, though. What Don about George, Shula. George Hallis? Oh, Don Shula. George, a good there one. you go. You're on the right track. So George Hallis and uh, Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. There you go. George Hallis, Vince Lombardi, the only Thanks, Jay. head to Oh, wait, wait, wait. Anytime. Yes. George Hallis, Vince Not George Hallis, Curly. Yeah. George Hallis, Vince Lombardi, the only other head-to-head that has more wow. meetings than Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Also pretty amazing, I want to go back to what I said before about the uh, Mark Andrews touchdown catch from Lamar Jackson. So Josh Allen played his best regular season game ever, in my opinion, last week. First one of the perfect passer rating. Uh, Brock Purdy, ball, never touched the ground. C.J. Stroud did what he did, right? But you see on the screen here, Mark Andrews celebrating with Lamar. Lamar Jackson played... His best low-key, low-stat regular season game ever. Truly. In my opinion. Go back and watch the game. Like, I don't think he threw a bad ball. When he ran, he was Lamar. They were stunningly efficient offensively. 
gashed the Browns on the ground in the first and second quarter, scored on a short field after the pick and the big return by Brandon Stevens early, um, but gashed them on the ground. Browns' run defense had been stellar through three weeks. Just gashed them. And his pass to Mark Andrews, back corner of the end zone, in triple coverage, is the, you should put it in the Louvre, and I hate that like meme and, and online thing, but put it, it in the Louvre for... <laughs> He put it in the one place where only his guy could catch it. You always hear that? Yeah. That's what he did, but he did it in triple coverage. Not, oh, I'm going to do back shoulder on the sideline where only my guy can catch it. He put it in triple coverage in the back corner of the end zone where only his guy could elevate at 6'5 and bring it down. And he caught it. And it was amazing. And you just go, like, when the ball came out of his hand, I was watching the game, clearly. Ball came out of his hand, like, oh, that's a pick. Nope, he caught it. And you had three DBs look at each other, like, how did we allow him to catch that? Anyway, I digress. Coming up to the rest of the Week 5 schedule. The Week 5 schedule is pretty darn good. Last week, we had seven blowouts. I'll tell you my favorite game of the week coming up. Andrew sitting in for Rich. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I did not approve this, but, uh, you know, that's that's part of me delegating to you, our social media grand maester. You put out on Instagram a photograph. It says breaking bears trading for Russell Wilson. And and what's today's date? What's today's it date? It is April 1st, Rich. And that is what? It is April, April Fool's. Fool's Day. <laughs> so um, it's five minutes to air. And I, my phone's on the desk and it's buzzing. And yeah. and I, I, I see it is, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, uh, it's Jeff Garland. Is the caller there? Is the caller there on the yes. rejection? <laughs> Jeff from Chicago. <laughs> What's funny about it? Nothing's funny about it. Nothing is funny about it. Our friend Doug Robinson texts me. Yes. Capital letter, Russell Wilson. He says, you know, 
Rich doesn't usually get the scoops. Adam Jester <laughs> should be on this. Well, that should have made me suspicious. Yeah. But no, I have so much respect for the Rich Eisen show that I know that they have connections that nobody else has. That's true. Well, you know what, Rich? <laughs> I'm not going to swear. But I got to tell you, your little social media boy, he's going to get his. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, do you have anything to say to Jeff Garland? Yeah. Uh, happy Fool's Day. <laughs> All right. Hey, TJ, you don't know what you've brought down on yourself. You don't even have a clue. I'm you ready know for the it. power that I have, I... especially in practical jokes. I'm going to nail you so hard. Pause. You know what? I hope you enjoy your testicles right now because they're going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I need them. Oh, my God. Hey, what's going on, people? It's uh, it's Thursday of week five. Andrew Siciliato sitting in for Rich Eisen of the Rich Eisen Show. A friendly reminder to stream the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports. Westwood One, WW Zero Sports, or put your Westwood One affiliate station digital platforms on there as well. That's right. Stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and Rich all season long for free. And get in the zone of AutoZone. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Westwood One broadcast tonight, obviously, from FedEx Field with the Bears and the Commanders. Commanders, the home team. Obviously, Bears, the visiting team in Washington. The Bears are winless, if you don't know. Um, and if you also don't know, the social media department and the rest of the building, in most of the 32 NFL buildings, kind of operate in different worlds. And in, in some buildings, no names, the football side um, has a heavy hand on the social media side, right? There are some head coaches, again, no names, you can guess, that really want to see the social media before it goes up, right? And has strict guidelines on what the social media team, most of them 20-something kids fresh out of college, can post. Right, They're trying to be fun. They're trying to be creative. But in some buildings, especially when it comes to injury updates and things like that and poking fun at other teams you might be playing, the coaches have a heavy hand. In others, coaches don't pay much attention because they're worrying about the football. And sometimes the social media department puts stuff up where you say, man, what were you thinking? <laughs> the Chicago Bears had one of those tweets this morning i want to preface this by saying i don't think it makes the organization look bad i don't think anyone did anything stupid i don't think anyone should be fired but sometimes you put up a tweet and it's on the screen right now name this boy band as the bears are leaving lake forest and getting ready to head to o'hare and you see a bunch of bears with their travel gear and their suitcases getting on the bus Name this boy band. It's a fun photo. Hey, we all have fun on social media, but you can imagine the replies. Oh, Let's get some of the replies. Can't play. 
<laughs> Out of sync. Out of sync. <laughs> Maroon 0 and 5. I mean that that is just genius. That is Maroon 0 and 5 Marine, is genius. Maroon 0 and 5 is top Can't notch. Panic at the Bears show. <laughs> Panic at the disco. I, I said instinct. Yep. Which yep, is yep. which is uh I, I stole from uh uh Robert Smigel and what was it? Triumph. Insult Triumph, Triumph the insult yeah. comic dog, right? When he was outside, about to get blown yes. out, blown out boys. <laughs> Sting. The Jackson yes. Owen Five. Yeah, uh, the Jackson go. Owen Five. There you go. There you go. Um, one Direction, and the arrow was down. <laughs> uh, I saw one wrong direction, right? I didn't see lose, this at all till this is the first time. The Tang Clan. The Owen Five heartbeats. Um, I'm just scrolling here. Uh, someone just tweeted a picture of Chase Claypool. Um, the the, five heart the BGs we stink. Um, L Town. L Town. O Town. Um, in, in, Owen 17. Um, Zero Direction. Zero Direction. The, the, the Suicide The squad. Owen. O W E N 5. The Basement. Dwellers. Can't um, play is really funny. <laughs> which one? <laughs> can't, can't play. play. Can't play. In, in another bad creation. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> um, yeah. It, 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 look, it, it goes on and on. And listen, the social media team <laughs> means well for most teams. There are some teams sometimes I don't think they mean well. There, there's one team in particular that takes a lot of shots at the other team. A lot of shots. They think they're funny. And they are funny most of the time. But sometimes you're like, are you writing checks your team can't cash? That's what I mean. That's kind of been my point this whole time. Like, these, I get it. They have a job to do. They're trying to be funny. They're trying to be creative. They're trying to be edgy. But you don't have to play in the game. So somebody on the other team might really take this personal and try to injure someone I who knows? Well, th this is not one of those. This, this is not this one is of those. I'm, say, I'm saying other teams' yeah. posts. These right. players have to cash the checks. You, you, you can say it. it. It's the Chargers. You can say it. I wasn't going to say I, it. I think, I, I think, it, I think the, the Chargers draft video is amazing. It's awesome. I'm not draft. I'm sorry. Uh, schedule release video. Schedule release, yeah. But sometimes people take it offense. Yeah. They have. They have. I think they're funny. I think they're great, actually. But sometimes people take offense. Now, has it affected them on the field? No, not at all. I don't think so. So I think we make too big of a deal out of it. To Probably, be honest with you. I think to your point earlier, when you cut, we're kind of setting this all up. If I was a head coach, I think I would want to see all these. I, I would want to be the one to approve or disapprove of what goes out. The Bears had a similar one two weeks ago, and it kind of flew under the radar. When I say similar, I mean that got comments where you just went like, oh, my God. It was well-intended. It was Sunday morning before they lost. I can't remember what it was. I believe the Sunday morning of week three. Yom Kippur was starting this evening, that, that night, Sunday night, heading into Monday. For those who don't know, it's the holiest of holies. It's a very solemn holiday on the Jewish religious calendar. And it's one on which you fast. Okay? It was before the Chiefs game. Before they go into Kansas City and lost badly. And uh, it said, wishing everyone a, a happy new year and a, and a safe fast, which is what you say. Great. But the comments underneath it were like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
like Bears fans just want to win. There, there was the obvious like dark side of the internet pushback against that as well. Yeah, we and it's just like, means. what are we thinking here with this? Like, time it better. Do it Monday morning, maybe. You know, time it better. And with this one, hey, I know what you're thinking you're trying to drive interaction, but like, look at the comments here, right? Look at the comments. Do you want to post this and then turn comments off? Right? Do <laughs> you? Yeah, it makes it worse. The backseat boys. <laughs> Another one. Um, like I'm just reading these. If you turn the comments off, you're kind yeah. of anticipating. You're like, oh, man, we might get a lot of pushback, yeah. but I want to put the picture out. Well, But this one called for interaction. Right? Name this boy band. A- and you know from the social media department here, the one thing you want is interaction. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. What are my analytics? <laughs> right? Because if you get interaction, then the algorithm, whatever app you're on, pushes it out to more people. Right? And then, and then you get more views, yeah. right? Oof. Yeah. But Chris, you said something about being a coach and wanting to see it. Man, can, seriously, bro. Can you imagine Belichick with all the stuff he already has to do, wanting to sit down and go, hey, coach, uh, where's some tweets and Instagram posts you got to look at? He would lose his mind. These guys don't want to Probably He, he probably that. doesn't care, but maybe a younger coach is a little more in tune. I like this one. None defeated. Yeah. I don't think this one would have gotten approved if I was the head coach. Yeah, I don't think so either. (laughs) Hey, the baseball playoffs happened, and they're happening. Brian Kenny coming up next. None defeated. I like that one. None defeated. I had not seen that until you popped it up on screen, so that was the first time I saw it. The none defeated one? No, the whole post. I hadn't seen it until it just Well, I get Brockman credit this morning. I I, I was getting ready. I was was, uh, trying to throw down uh, some breakfast and get out the door, and you texted me. (laughs) I was like, Uh, oh, gosh. That was pretty funny. Oh, gosh and look I, I got a text chain with a bunch of friends some of whom are Bears fans and uh, he, we've all sent texts back and forth not just about the Bears where you just you post a tweet and you go hey just look at the comments and yeah social media departments have to think of that but honestly like what takes off on social media sometimes doesn't make any sense yeah, like you, you can't tell no, like, something I, like that is certainly harmless but like you're not doing your team any favors. None. When they're 0-4 and everyone expects them to lose tonight and you're like, name this boy band. Like, come on. Maroon 0-5. Oh, Maroon 0 and, I, I don't know how you beat <laughs> Maroon 0-5. Can you possibly beat Maroon 0-5? And, and then it just becomes a talking point. It becomes like someone here that I've been on enough NFL buses in my days, right? Everyone's quiet. Everyone's on their phones. You're heading to the airport. You're heading from the airport. Yeah. Okay. That stuff, that stuff gets passed around passed the bus, around. right? Yeah. Now, you hope, and I really do mean this, you, you hope that they have, like, the, the players have fun with it, right? Like, they're probably looking, they're, they're probably clowning the guys in the picture. That's what they're doing. They're sure. clowning the guys in the picture. Absolutely. I don't think it truly affects them, but it affects us. As I mentioned, Brian Kenny coming up next hour. Andrew sitting in for Rich. Don't go anywhere, anyone.